And now, a faux fiction audio production published by Not A Pipe Publishing. Super Guy by Kurt Klopton. Super Guy, the generic alternative. Less superhero hype, same superhero quality. Chapter 6 A couple days later, on Thursday morning, Sergeant Shibolinsky was holding court in the break room, entertaining a few of his buddies as they waited for Oliver to complete the task he had been given by the sergeant. Oliver wasn't in the room with them. He was currently a couple of floors below, busy lugging an ancient overhead projector up the seven flights of stairs from a basement storage room. Oliver had to use the stairs because the elevators were currently out of commission. Sergeant Shimbolinsky knew this, which is precisely why he had asked Oliver to retrieve the projector from storage in the first place. Sergeant Shibolinsky also knew that the projector, while not all that big, was surprisingly heavy, almost as if the manufacturer had filled the inside with cement, which could have actually been the case since the machine didn't work at all. But Sergeant Shibolinsky didn't want to use the projector, he just wanted to entertain himself by having Oliver get it, as he had done with many of the previous interns. The elevators tended to break down quite a bit, which made this task a ritual for any untested intern. Many of the previous victims had barely survived those seven floors if they made it all the way up at all, and Sergeant Shibolinsky didn't think Oliver was a threat to break the record time. That record was held by a young man named Tim, Although there was some dispute whether it should count since it was suspected he used the elevator for the last three floors when they inconveniently started working again. Currently, Sergeant Shibolinsky and his pals were reminiscing about the efforts of other past contestants and making wagers on where Oliver would place. He was a 20 to 1 long shot to make the best time, which is why the group went dead silent when Oliver walked into the room carrying the projector a full 13 minutes ahead of the current record. Dead silent, that is, except for Ted from administration who had put $10 on Oliver to break the record and was now making small squeaking noises and moving about as if he had a bug infestation in his pants. Whew. Here you go, Sergeant Shablinsky said Oliver, as he set the projector on one of the small tables in the break room. He noticed that Sergeant Shibolinsky and the rest of the people there were all staring at him a bit oddly, except for the one short bald-headed guy, kind of dancing a jig in the background, and wondered if he had walked in on them talking about him. But that would be silly and paranoid, Oliver decided, so he just shrugged and turned to leave. Uh... Hold on, Olson. You're you're back, huh? He was looking more at the projector than at Oliver. Yeah, sorry it took so long, but the elevators were out, so I had to use the stairs. The elevators were out? Asked the sergeant, still looking at the projector. Yes. And you used the stairs? Yes. All seven floors? Yes. Sergeant Shibolinsky stepped over to where the projector sat on the table and touched it with an outstretched finger. And this is the projector? He said, poking it with his finger a couple more times. Then he took it in both hands and lifted it off the table a couple of inches before setting it back in place. <clears throat> yeah, that's the one. Okay, great, said Oliver, 
edging closer to the door. Everyone was acting so odd, especially Sergeant Shibolinsky, that Oliver was tempted to wait around and see why, but his instinct was to get away from the sergeant as fast as possible before some other idiotic task was dropped on him. He paused for one more split second at the door. All right. See ya. And slipped out. Oliver could hear someone yelling about odds and people paying up as he walked away from the door. He was focused on it so much he didn't see Joan standing in his path until her voice stopped him short. Oliver? It is Oliver, isn't it? Oliver was composed enough to nod. If the break room scene wasn't strange enough, it seemed he had stepped out of that and into a dolly-ish melting clock's flavor of odd. He could swear Joan, she of the long perfect legs and silky black hair, was speaking to him. And nuttier still, apparently knew his name. Oliver, I hear you know some things about computers, that's right? She said with a smile, while twisting some of her hair around her finger. Well, I've been having some trouble with mine, and I was wondering if you could stop by my office and take a little look at it. I know it's not your job or anything, but I thought you might be able to help me. I could call the computer tech people, but they always seem so busy. And you're right down the hall. It seemed a very blatant and stereotypical move with the hair, but somehow she managed to make it sublime. Oliver managed another nod. Sure. Great. Maybe you could come by later this afternoon? After four? She flashed another big smile and gave her hair an extra twist. You know where my office is. Oliver nodded, stuck back on mute. (laughs) Good. I'll owe you one. The way she said that last bit made Oliver's insides drop down and bounce on the floor. Joan turned and walked off down the hallway, leaving Oliver stunned in her wake. Stunned? but not out of it enough to miss watching her walk away. Short skirt, long legs, and all. She was gone from view for a while before Oliver could get himself moving again toward his cubicle. He found Roger waiting for him when he got there. Was it me hallucinating, or were you just talking to Joan? He asked as Oliver slipped past him into the cubicle. So you saw it too, right? Yeah, that's what I saw. Okay, so then it did happen. I I wasn't exactly sure myself. What does she want? Help with... something, I don't know. Improvised Oliver, rather poorly. He felt it would be rubbing it in if Roger knew it was computer-related. I didn't really follow what she was talking about too closely. A bit of a deer-caught-in-the-headlights situation, if you know what I mean. Couldn't work your slick-talking magic on her? Well, I didn't want to come on too strong. If I dazzle her too early, she'll just be intimidated. That and I seem to have trouble speaking. I might have managed a grunt or two. That's right. You know how to play it. Sort of a different take on the strong, silent type. The Frankenstein's monster technique. Roger eased down into the other chair and set his computer bag aside. He sat there a moment, rubbing his hands together and looking mostly down at the floor. Look, I don't know how to broach this topic, so I'm just going to jump in with both feet. What's up with the hair? The hair? Yeah, the hair. Are you using some kind of enhancer or something? Rogaine, maybe? I'm not against that or anything. I just thought you might have told me. You know, other guys are talking about it and they asked me because I know you. And I didn't know what to say. 
Whatever it is, it seems to be working great. Hell, I swear I didn't notice anything until yesterday. But it even looks better today. Well, I don't know. And while we're on the subject, it seems the stuff you're taking for your hair is having a side effect on your basketball game. You've been unstoppable at the gym the last couple of nights. I know our group isn't exactly all-star competition, but I don't think I've seen you miss a shot since last week. And now Joan is talking to you? I don't know if you were informed, but she doesn't talk to guys like us. The hell is going on? I mean, one of these things is an anomaly. Two's a coincidence, but three's a pattern. Maybe even a conspiracy. Am I in the wrong universe? Roger looked around at the cubicle and the lights above and then back at Oliver. Tell me you've noticed something crazy too. I can't be crazy. Oliver knew what Roger was talking about, was aware of the same weird things, but so far he hadn't been able to bring himself to confront it. Or rather, he hadn't felt like he needed to confront it. He had been feeling strangely calm about everything. The hair, the basketball. He knew something wasn't normal, but every time he even had the slightest thought of self-examination, he gave up after a few seconds because he just wasn't worried about it. So, instead of questioning things more as the weirdness mounted over the past two days, Oliver wrote it off as a streak of good luck. But now, there was Joan. He couldn't explain Joan. She intersected his world in a place where there was no luck, so it kind of killed his theory. I don't know. You don't? No. Well, actually, I'm kind of relieved right now because I thought I might have been doing some kind of delusional thing in regards to the hair, but you see it too, huh? Yeah, I see it. But what do you mean delusional? You're using Rogaine or some other miracle hair growth stuff, right? No, nothing. I thought it was just a fluke, like I was accidentally doing something different than usual and it just looked better. Heck, yesterday I realized I bought the shampoo plus conditioner version of my regular stuff by mistake, and I thought maybe the conditioner was making it look more full, but this morning... Well, I swear there's more actual hair. It's like I'm in high school again. Maybe it's some hormone thing or something. A hormone thing? Spontaneously regrowing your hair? Yeah, that's plausible. You're sure you're not using Rogaine? It's okay. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. No. No steroids or human growth hormone. At least I've never failed a drug test administered by the League. And if I did, it would obviously be because I drank something that was tainted. Of course said Roger. He stared at Oliver's hair for a moment, then snapped his fingers. Well, you might not be doing something, but what if something is being done to you? Being done to me? Yes. I'm not going to go all crazy conspiracy theorists on you here. Like I'm going to assume you weren't abducted by aliens because the Shuels would never let that happen. But maybe it's something more rational. You said you suspected your shampoo, so maybe it's something simple like that. Like an accident at the shampoo factory, where the conditioner portion was replaced by some hair growth formula. Accident at the shampoo factory? That's more rational? They gotta make it somewhere, right? Okay, maybe not that. Maybe something new you've been using or eating. Or where you've been. Or where you live. Maybe your apartment is on top of a toxic waste dump. Or a sacred burial ground. I have to admit, I haven't considered the sacred burial ground theory. But as far as I know, there's just Mr. Lundquist below me, when while she's old, she's neither dead nor sacred. It's an old house. Maybe lead paint? Are you eating it? Not usually. Then doubtful. Besides, all these things should be bad for you. 
not growing new hair. Wait, is it just growing on your head or are you going full gorilla? Just on my head. In fact, you know how we were talking about the long hairs I found that were starting to grow out of my ears? Sadly, I do. Gone. I checked. Look, pristine. Not a single old man hair, just peach fuzz like a baby. I'll take your word for it. But what about you? I mean, shouldn't you be freaking out? This is capital W weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. All caps weird, but for some reason I don't feel freaked out. I feel... Normal. Normal? Normal. This is not normal. Agreed. You know, it's not just the hair either. You're also playing basketball three times better than before. It's one thing to have a couple of good nights. Probably not consecutive, but you're suddenly on a whole new level. Oliver rubbed at the carpet with his foot. Yeah, I've thought about that too. You want to know something else? I'm not sure. It's not more about where the hair may or may not be growing, is it? Last night, after the games were done and everybody cleared out, I... You know there was that one time I got a steal on a breakaway. I was I was going in for the layup and I swear it went through my mind to dunk it. And not just a fleeting thought of wishing I could dunk it, but a calculated what kind of dunk should I do sort of thought. And I don't do that sort of thing on a breakaway. I just concentrate on not dribbling the ball off my foot before the layup. But for some reason the hoop looked low to me. And I just had this feeling I could go up and dunk it. Obviously I didn't do it. Heck, I've never even tried before because I can barely touch the rim on my best day. I needed another foot of vertical, but then... Well, afterwards I stayed around shooting until everybody left, and then I tried to dunk, and... I did it. It wasn't even that hard. I couldn't believe it, and I thought maybe the hoop was a little low, because they sometimes lower them for the kids to play on and hadn't raised it all the way back to the regular height or something. But that would be just an inch or two, because we'd noticed any more than that while we were playing. And I'd still need more than a couple of inches to dunk. Then I got paranoid someone was playing a trick on me. Got me on video or something funniest dumb jock wannabes or something, so I just left, but... But what? I was thinking about it all night, so I stopped by this morning before work to try again. And? I could dunk. I could do everything. Two hands, a reverse, whatever. I could dunk. I can dunk. I can dunk. I even bought my tape measure with me to check the height of the hoops, and they were all ten feet. I could dunk on any of them. And it was so bizarrely weird. I should be freaking out, but I'm not. I feel like I should be able to do it, that it's not a surprise, it's just normal. This is not normal. No way. I agree with you, but it just kind of feels that way. Seriously, you're making fun of me now, aren't you? You're mad about me mentioning the hair, so you're tuning me up. I suppose you can throw a football 100 yards and hit a baseball 500 feet, too. Haven't tried, but for some reason I can dunk. Truth, said Roger waiting for a smile to crack Oliver's face and reveal all this to be a joke. It didn't come. Roger sat there for a moment longer, trying to get his mind around it. Finally, he said, Okay, so more hair and you're suddenly a basketball stud. Anything else bizarrely weird? Well, and maybe this is responsible for the dunking, but I think I might be growing. Growing? Seriously? Stand up. Oliver did, and they stood back to back. Oliver had always been the taller of the two, but only by half an inch. And today, it was closer to two. They both removed their shoes and checked again, getting the same result. You are taller! Okay, I'm definitely going back to my nuclear waste theory now. Any third eyes? Or any third anythings for that matter? No, nothing I've noticed. 
but it's not just getting taller. A couple of days ago, I tried on some of my shirts and they were a bit tight. I thought I might have shrunk them when doing the laundry, but since then almost everything seems small. I've had to buy a bunch of new clothes and even shoes. I don't know exactly what I usually weigh, but on the scale at the gym this morning, I, I was almost 15 pounds more than I thought I should be. I've been around 170 since high school, and this morning I was 185. Are you sure you're not taking steroids, HGH, maybe those vitamin powders from GNC? You think I wouldn't have mentioned that? No, to all of those. I, the only unusual thing I've done lately is go to a couple of those new Pilates classes at the gym. Really? Well, mostly because there's lots of women in the classes. <sighs> I'm weak. <laughs> I hear you. That all? No weightlifting or anything. Just the occasional sit-ups and push-ups. I've even run a billion searches on the web trying to find anything about growth spurts at my age, and I haven't found anything to explain this. Okay, I don't know. This is all really, really, really weird. Really. Yeah, I know. This isn't quite as bizarre, and maybe it's because there's so much weirdness to think about, but I haven't been able to sleep much the past few nights. Really, not at all. I just don't feel tired. I stay up really late, and even when I go to bed, I'm back up in an hour. I maybe drift off a little, but for the most part, I just lay there awake. I've seen every infomercial ever made, and I've had time to search every inch of the web for something medically relevant. I feel fine. I'm not walking around here half dead despite never sleeping. In fact, I have a ton of energy, and I'll say it again. I feel like it's all normal, even though it's weird as hell. Sure you're not taking any drugs? Any new prescription meds or anything? Upper, speed, copious amounts of Pepto. Nothing. The trouble sleeping or the weight gain sound like they could be the effects or side effects of drugs. Think Mrs. Lundquist is trying to poison you? No real point, is there? She's not exactly in my will. Well, maybe she's just like that. Both men became silent after that, each thinking on the topic. Oliver, not finding it very constructive, heeded the call of the blinking light on his office phone and lifted the receiver to check his messages. Roger picked up his computer bag and set it on the desk, pushing aside a stack of files to give himself some more room. In the process, the stack of files fell over, spreading out across the desk. He opened his case and began digging inside, but stopped when he noticed something on the desk. It was a metal folder with an insignia he recognized. He picked it up, checked the initials to make sure he was seeing it right, and then looked inside. Meanwhile, Oliver deleted his last message and hung up the phone. I tell you, that's the third message in two days I've gotten from this Emma in Human Resources about me picking up stuff for some contract or project or something. Is this the thing you sent over? Because she's acting like it's a rush, despite what you said. What's this? That? That's what I'm talking about. The project you had some guy drop off on Monday, remember? For the consultant? That's what the woman in HR keeps referring to in her messages. She says there's stuff I have to pick up and complains about having to do extra work because of it. Not as much of a non-priority as you said it was, at least not to this person. Roger was not really listening to Oliver. He was busy skimming and then going back to closely read the first couple of pages from the inside the metal folder marked with the letters DSF. He stopped reading and shuffled through the stack of papers he had pulled out of it. Then he picked up the folder itself and shook it, spilling out the shiny cylinder Oliver remembered from the conference room the other day. Roger picked up the cylinder and looked at it closely. It's been used. A person could tell this because a small graphic on the side of the cylinder said just that, used. Whoa. Oliver. Yeah? 
Did you use this? I don't know. I put it on my finger like it said, but I didn't really know how to use it. So that's all I did. What is it? My guess was some kind of fancy new wireless pointer for presentations. No, no, not even close, said Roger, shaking his head as he stared at the small device. Well, I didn't have the time to do anything else. I figured I'd get back to it later when I could read the documentation. See if that explained it. Maybe ask you if the language was too thick. Oh, the docs will explain it, said Roger, staring at the metal cylinder. Wow. Actually, this explains everything. You have been listening to Super Guy by Kurt Klopton. A faux fiction audio production, published by Not A Pipe Publishing. Look for the sequel to Superguy coming this September. This recording, characters, and the situations within are the property of their author and creator, and protected by copyright. If you wish to listen to more episodes in advance, search Patreon.com, then Faux Fiction Audio, and sign up to be a monthly patron. Or, stay tuned until the next week for your free episode. We will see you then.